Uh, they didn't got to offer them. Okay, they're going to sing, amen, or I tell you what, I'll just go ahead and preach. How about that? Will that be all right? Will that be offensive to anybody? I won't, I won't probably scream a lot. I'm going to try not to. I'm not going to promise you nothing. I'm just going to work on that. Amen. Try to, uh, you know, uh, do the best we can. And you don't even have to stand tonight. We're going to use the same verses we used last week. We're still talking about the good fight. Anybody in the fight? Anybody in a good fight? Not, we're not in a bad fight. We're in a good fight. Man, we, we, we know the goal. We know what's laid up for us. We know where we're headed. We know what we're fighting for. Everybody knows what you're fighting for? Eternal life. Everybody's fighting for heaven. Amen. So I'm not fighting against flesh and blood. Amen. I'm not fighting against my brother and sister. I'm fighting against the devil. Amen. I'm fighting against false doctrines. I want to hate what God hates. Love what God loves. And he loves mercy and long-suffering and gentleness and kindness and uplifting and encouraging. Amen. And you know what? He also loves judgment. Judgment sometimes simply means justice. And so God's going to take care of all of that. Amen. Vengeance is his. And he'll take care of everything. Well, I'm glad God's taking care of all of this stuff. Hallelujah. Some folks that may think they're getting by with this and getting by with that and never have no desire, no willingness, amen, in them to change and think they're going to, you know, and, you know, Proverbs talks about it in different places, talks about these type of people bulging out, you know, no fear of death and just seems to be prospering every way. But David talks about it, amen. Talks about his own feet slipping away as he observed and watched this, amen, and watched them it seemed that they prospered, but yet didn't reverence the Jehovah God, didn't give him any, any uh, recognition and didn't call out to him, didn't fear him but I want to fear God tonight how about you I want to fear the judgment of God I want to fear the coming of the Lord to fear amen God's fear is, is the beginning of wisdom amen and you know what a good wholesome fear it helps you to understand the importance of how you treat his inheritance how you treat his brothers and sisters or other parts of the member of the body you know people that begin to cut themselves we think they're odd don't we we think they're strange we we say you know what you need some help you need some attention. They, they, you're listening to the wrong voice. Anybody can take out a, a knife or, or a razor or whatever it might be and start cutting on yourself. You know, you, you, something's, something's wrong. You need some help and you need some spiritual help. You, you, there's a God that'll help you that you won't do that kind of stuff. Amen. That you won't poke all kind of holes in you. That you, you, won't, you won't do those crazy things and get out there in left field and, and they some out in right field that's got too far out there. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. So we just want to be balanced. We want to stay right in the center. Amen. The center of His will, His purpose, His kingdom. I want to be a soldier for the kingdom of God. I want to be a soldier of the true light and the true love of God. Amen. Pray for the wisdom that's from heaven. I'm going to talk about a few of these little things here tonight as it works together. And uh, to be honest, I really don't know where this all is going to lead about the good fight. Amen. I'm still tying it in, I guess, in a, in a certain uh, uh, form, I guess, of the pandemic things to do during a pandemic. And I promise you one thing, putting up a good fight in a pandemic is a good thing to do. Can't just yield to everything, bow down to everything, believe everything. Praise God. It's impossible to believe everything. <laughs> Praise God. But you know what? We can believe truth. And we can believe in the Lord. And believe the Lord can help us. Amen. Of the world and the time that we're living. So I pull the very first, very focused verse out, out of 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter, the sixth verse, uh, seventh verse. I'm sorry. I fought a good fight. And then, you know, we come from that. And we go to 1 Timothy, the sixth and twelfth fight, the good fight of faith. And so it all this works together. And amen. To accomplish and achieve what God wants us to in the world and the time that we're living. Amen. How many of you believe you live in a wicked world? Uh, let me ask you this. How many of you believe that we're living in a world today that's, that's full of fight? Full of it. Man, I mean, these people want to fight at a drop of a hat. They want to, any little any thing that goes on, and just, you know, any little thing that happens, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to bow up. I want to get to, man, I want to get beside myself. There's people getting killed over things that's so silly today to let just plumb. It's mind-boggling. 
Man, it really is. You know, they, they got a situation going on down there in Mobile, and I don't know enough about it. To, amen. Probably shouldn't say this, but anyway, they, a lot of shooting going on. People coming by, just families in automobiles and going to get ice cream and things of this nature and shooting up cars. And, you know, I, I don't know if they've had any killed yet or not and uh, hurt very seriously or not, but uh, uh, just a lot of this is going on. And uh, sooner or later, somebody's going to get killed. Sooner or later, somebody's really going to get hurt. But it's about violence, amen, about uh, the world. And we're wanting to fight, and, and you know, but we've made heroes out of them. If you watch Hollywood, a lot of entertainment, reason a lot of people go to certain events, they want to see the fight. They want to see somebody get bloodied up. They want to see somebody get hurt. Man, they pay big money to do that. Hallelujah. And they, some people, hallelujah, they, they, they get their whole faces rearranged. They got ears as big as, you know, been, been pounded so many times, you know, busted up. Hallelujah. Swelled up and twice the size. And you got, got some people, amen, is not happy with the ears. So they, they begin to put things, items in them and get them, you know, about this big around down here. And one thing for another, you know. But, but you know what? The Bible's taught me that this body belongs to God. How many of you believe that your body belongs to God? Amen. How many of you believe that your soul belongs to to God. Your spirit belongs to God. And so therefore, our body don't belong to us. And there's a spirit that's got a hold of our country that the, and our nation that, you know, my body belongs to me. I'll do what I want to with my body. No, your body don't belong to you. In fact, your body, amen, belongs either, amen, you're either being led by the devil or by God. And there's really no in-between. There's carnality that plays a lot in that. But I'm telling you, outside of Jesus Christ and outside being led of the Holy Ghost and falling in love with the commandments and hearing the word of God. Amen. You're going to wind up lost. I mean, you're just going to wind up undone. God's not interested in that. That's the reason he shed that blood. That's the reason he went to the cross. If anybody ought to be excited and thankful for the blood, it ought to be Gentile people. Gentiles, heathens, that's what we were. Amen. But God came to redeem us, atone us, and save us. And so we got something to fight for. We got somebody to fight for. And God's got a method and a way for us to fight. And it's not the way of carnality. It's not the way of flesh. And it's not the way of the world. But God's got a method for you and I to fight. I tell you, we're going to win the battle. So we want to be the fighters that God wants us to be. We don't want to be just fighting. We don't want to be just beating the air. <laughs> Praise God. And we don't want to just be walking up to people. And, you know, this little deal, I, and I don't know what caused that. I don't keep up with all that. I, maybe I don't know if I should or not. But anyway, uh, some of these is walking up and hitting these Asian people. Just out of the blue. For no reason. No, from all counts. No purpose. You know, some of the elderly, you know. That don't make no sense to me. How do you get any glory out of that? That's like these cats that want to shoot these trophy, trophy deers out of, the, out of the bedroom window at 12 and 1 o'clock in the night. Amen. Shooting them off of corn. Call themselves a hunter. Praise God. I hope I didn't offend nobody. <laughs> Hallelujah. That ain't no hunter. I can get Alan to do that. All I got to get her to learn to admit how to shoot and look through that scope. She can kill that deer. <laughs> Praise God. You, you baited him up. You got him blinded. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. I want to be a soldier for God. I don't want to be just any soldier. I don't want to just fight about anything. I don't get, a, I don't get stirred up about just anything. I don't want to get beside myself about anything. I want to get all anxious and fired up and red-faced about anything. We got too many folks, amen, that lives on the edge. They get up on the edge. They walk all day on the edge. You can wake them up at 12 o'clock at night and they're still on the edge. Don't take much to set them off. I ain't interested in living on the edge. I ain't, I ain't interested in living with bad nerves. I don't say that. No, no offense. If you want to say it, say it. That's your business. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> oh, they get bad. By the help of God, though, I'm not going to say it. We'll say, God, help my nerves. <laughs> Let that Holy Ghost fall on me. Man, I'm telling you what. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost will help us. And, and you know what? The Holy Ghost will help us be a good fighter. You know, there's, there's, there's times that we need to fight. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit here tonight. Amen. To make sure 
if we're going to be a fighter and we're going to get, we're going to get riled up and we're going to, you know, make a big deal out of something to make sure it's worth something to make a big deal out of. To make sure that the cause behind it is the kingdom of God. To make sure the cause behind it, amen, is to edify the body. Not self. Not to get my own will. Not to get my own way. But make sure whatever I stir up in Bendale, Mississippi, or any other place, as far as that matters, the workplace, the home, Amen. It's no different. You're a child of God. It doesn't matter where you go. You're a soldier of Jesus Christ and we are responsible regardless of where we go. It's not just when we show up on Wednesday night and Sunday mornings and Sunday nights. We're the children of God and the soldiers of God. Wherever we go, whatever encounters we come in, get involved in, by our choosing or by the choosing of God, we're still the soldiers of God. And you know what? God's looking for men. And he's really, you know, I talk about, you know, the Marines talked about and they use that every time. They're looking for a few good men. Hallelujah. But God's looking. Amen. He's not looking for just a few. He's looking for all of us. And He wants all of us to be the soldiers of our time and of our generation. How many of you believe that we need, amen, some soldiers for the kingdom of God? Amen. That learns how to fight. That's not ignorant of the Satan's devices. That can recognize the enemy and recognize his weapons. Hallelujah. Sometimes the best thing you and I can do is just act like we didn't even hear him. That's what Nehemiah told the men on the wall. You act like you don't hear a thing that devil's saying. You don't understand. Amen. You act like you understand. Amen. A single lie that he's telling because that's all he's doing. He's lying. He's not going to take this city. He's not going to take this place. God done said and promised his ours and that devil can run his mouth all he wants to run his mouth. And he can accuse you of everything he wants to accuse you of. But you just don't respond to it. I have a feeling they didn't even blink. Sometimes that's the best antidote for the devil. <laughs> Act like you didn't hear a thing he said. I know that voice. Listen to me. The Bible says that we would know his voice. Paul said that, we, that we, at least we shouldn't or ought not be ignorant of Satan's devices. His weapons. Isaiah promised said, the weapons formed against us shall not... Prosper. He didn't say there wouldn't be no weapons formed against us. He didn't say that we wasn't going to fight. He didn't say that we wouldn't experience, amen, the, the real rounds of the, of the battle. Those fiery darts, amen, if, you, if you're a soldier of Jesus Christ, and you're walking in the Holy Ghost, and you're trying to please God and not flesh, and you're not interested, amen, in, in, in some ego trip, but you're interested in saving souls, and interested, amen, to get involved, and when you get involved in something, you're interested in bringing peace and not more chaos. Hey, 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 hey. I'm telling you, that's one thing that's wrong with our nation today. At one time, when the law, when law had pulled up with the authority, the power they had, most of the time it came a quiet deal immediately. But because of the spirit of rebellion and stiff neckedness, and we'll show you who you think you are. I have never told my children and I don't tell my grandchildren. <laughs> Anything that will cause them to fear the lawman. You love them. You respect them. They may be a few bad ones. But that don't mean they're all bad. And thank God for them. <laughs> what would happen in this country... If all of a sudden we just sent them all home, don't respond to the next 911 call. That dispatcher just tell them, I'm sorry, don't have nobody to send. Y'all work it out. The quick draw wins. <laughs> or who cheats or takes advantage. Because really, that's, that's what it's about. That's, you know. The soldiers of God, it's about the kingdom of God. It's not about themselves. Let's go right back to David when he showed up under the directions of his own daddy. He wasn't his choice. He was tending to sheep. That big brother seemed to have a problem with. 
He wasn't interested in the sheep until David showed up on the battlefield. Then all of a sudden he thought about them few little old sheep. He didn't even have a clue how many it was. <laughs> now watch the difference. David knew something about the sheep. And watch this. He didn't leave them by themselves either. He didn't get caught up in the battle. Man, to forsake the sheep. But he left somebody to tend to them. In fact, if you read it close enough, when he comes riding in, bringing those, that food and all that, that corn and, uh, and all that that he brought, he had a servant was tending it too. He didn't leave it unattended. The Bible, and I'll get to it probably in a little while, the Bible talks about Holy Ghost filled people. Amen. All things mean something to them. Every step along the, every day and every day of life. As we walk in the Holy Ghost as a soldier of God. All of it means something to us. Why? Because we're a soldier of the King. So just let me talk to us a little bit here tonight. Because I, I believe that's our heartbeat here tonight. I believe that's the desire of this church. We want revival. We want to see souls born. We've heard about the Brush Harbor days and thank God for them. We've heard about the tent days and thank God for them. Amen. Thank God for all of that. But you know what? We need our own. We need our own visitations. We need our own touching of God Almighty. We've got to know Him for ourselves. Hallelujah. You can't live off of somebody else's. Hallelujah. You've got to get involved in your own battles. You've got to get involved, amen, in your own fights. You've got to, amen, get involved in this kingdom work yourself. You can't live off of the stories of everybody. And everybody loves a good story. I love a good story. I love to tell a good story. But hallelujah, you can't tell one better than the one you got. Amen. You can't tell people the better, amen, how God brought you out and how God worked on your behalf and how God, amen, was, was your shield and your butler, amen, and came on your side and helped you overcome the Goliath and help you overcome, amen, those circumstances and those situations. And so we realize as we watch this, as, as David and this unfolds, amen, in his life, as he deals with this, so I'm going to go back, amen, to that same, that same place and that same little verse and, and actually I've got I've got three or four rabbits already from that but I'm not going to run all of them tonight okay I got them caged up and tied down and they're, they're not getting out tonight praise God there's another Wednesday night when we'll, we'll talk about some of those things because there's a lot more to being a soldier for Jesus Christ sometimes than what we really realize but the most important thing amen as a soldier first of all is to recognize his enemy hello if you just fight and striking at everything that comes along hey I got a problem you know I, I remember they, we was in high school we were just young boys We'd went hunting behind the house in the swamp there, and we had to walk. You know, we didn't, we didn't. We had one little little Datsun truck, and we got five boys and dogs, and all that. We couldn't drive back there anyway. But anyway, so we walked. Well, we had some some kin folks that come from Jackson, and they brought somebody with them. I don't remember this guy's name, but anyway, and he brought him with a rifle on top of that. Boy, we, we none didn't like that. I, I'll just be honest with you. We was all, man, what is this guy? Where is he from? But anyway, uh, we got back there and went to hunting. Hey, and put this guy on a stand. And hey, it wasn't no time, man. Pow, pow, pow. I said, Ooh. Hey, man, it wasn't very much long. Pow, pow. Huh. It wasn't very long my brother comes through. He said, hey, we, we're going. I said, what do you mean? He said, that dude's shooting anything that wiggles and moves. He said, we're taking him to the house. I said, you got it. <laughs> Amen. And so we packed up and we went home. We quit hunting early that day. Amen. And guess what? They never got to come back again. I don't know how the story wound it out and who told who. But you don't want to hunt with folks at anything at white. Because this is what he said. I seen something white move over there. And <laughs> you looked in the mirror lately. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. So we, we wasn't used to that. I mean, we just, no, this ain't going to work. So, so you know, I don't want to buddy up and get soldiered up with somebody that every little thing that moves, hallelujah, pow, pow, that could have been a devil or that could be been this or that and all that. No, we got to understand who's our captain and we got to know his voice and we got to understand, amen, when he says to fight, that's when to fight. But until then, I'm not going to move. I'm not going to say one word. I'm not going to take on any actions. I'm going to wait on the captain of the 
title. It's his kingdom. It's his name. And it's his business. I'm under his subjection, under his rule. And it's, he's got the right to call the shots just like he wants to. Now we're going to learn this from David. As we watch him. Uh, and, and I'm going to go back and forth with David some in some other areas, but not tonight. Amen. But uh, as you watch him here, and you, when you go to 1 Samuel 17th chapter, uh, but, but something I, I want to bring out tonight. Uh, how many of you remember I preached the other night about the glory of God and what was on the north side of that temple? What seat was on that north side? Seat of jealousy. You cannot be a soldier. Now watch this. I don't know enough about it. I read some books. But, but even with special forces, they never really make an individual once he rings the bell. They put a bell out in that, where the camp's at, and they put a bell out in the center. And when he's had enough and he's done, he goes out there and rings that bell. You know what? If they can't pass the test, they want them to go ring that bell. And they don't belittle them. They don't run them down. They don't consider them a less of a man. They're just not qualified and to, to endure a man the, 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 the pain and the punishment and the trial that they're faced with. And that sometimes are no food, no sleep. I'm talking about running and doing this, doing that. And as special forces, sometimes it's four men. And sometimes they lock up with two. And they, 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 the one can't even go to the bathroom without the other one. And if he does, you're in trouble. And so that thing just works that way. And so whenever they've, they've had enough and they can't, don't feel like they can advance any further, they've got to go out. Amen. Ring that bell. And every one of them will tell you, oh, man, I can just, I can just lay there and want it. To, oh, I want it to. So, but sometimes they endure and, and thank God they do. And thank God we got men that's willing and, 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 and ladies, amen, that's willing to go in the military and help us out in these areas. Amen. But, um, but you can't be jealous. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I was talking to somebody, maybe somebody in the church here, I don't really remember, in the just last few days and it kind of hit me you know you can't be jealous you know what would happen to our military if the navy got jealous over the air force and all of a sudden, amen, our ships went out, but they got under, got in trouble with planes coming in. And all of a sudden, the Air Force is called in and come to our rescue. And because the Navy's jealous over the, over the Air Force, and instead of shooting, amen, the enemy's plane, they turn them on ours and say, oh, there's that one. I'm telling you, and start shooting our own planes now. You reckon we're going to win the war? We could do the same thing with this right here. But it's still the truth. <laughs> a lot of times in fiery darts, we actually help our enemy. That's the reason you and I have to stay prayed up. That's the reason you and I have to put on that whole armor of God. That's the reason you and I have to be very kind to gentle and long-suffering. <laughs> I don't want to hurt my brother or sister. How about you? I don't want to offend nobody. Now we're going to do our best to preach the gospel. And we're going to do our best to preach it with love. We got to do that. There's a doctrine. But the law, as soldiers of God, the law is not going to offend us. The truth is not going to offend us. So, watch this. And Elab, whenever David showed up and he began to accuse him and run him down and question. Could it be that the elder brother, which is pronged and subject, and we, see, we have seen it at times where they may have a tendency sometimes to maybe down the younger one. Especially whenever it appears that he may be having some favor and, and obtaining some positions. Because up to this point, David, a man, had already been in the presence of Saul and prayed the harp. And man, he was anointed and God blessed him and used him mightily. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, could it be that Eliab, as he's listened to what's going on here, he's looking at David and saying, hey, hey man, I mean, cause, cause, watch this. 
I have a feeling that the oldest brother of David was as tall as Saul or thereabout, if you read the scriptures close enough. Amen. And so, could it be that he looked down upon David kind of like Goliath did? Just who do you think you are, your naughty self coming out here? You want to take, take our glory? Take. Because David was telling them that he would take on Goliath. David was telling them, hey amen, who does this uncircumcised Philistine, who does he think he is? Now watch this. The older three brothers of David had been in a training camp. In Saul's training camp. But carnality will never win a spiritual battle. You can never take dilemmas and situations into carnal hands. And carnal ways and win the battle. Never. You'll make a bigger mess. You'll give glory to the devil. And they'll be victorious. But if you and I humble ourselves and yield ourselves and say, here it is, God. I'm giving it to you. I'm not going to question. I'm not going to do anything. I have put it in your hands. And you're the Lord of hosts. And this is your battle. And I put it in your hands. And I'm going to let you fight it. Did that happen? Yes, it did. Even with David, that's what took place. But let me, let me touch a little bit before we go that far. When you look at Proverbs 18 and 19, a brother offended is harder to be one than a strong city. Notice what he said. A brother that's offended. Man, it's harder to be one than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. Got them, got them shut in. Got them, got them, can't get out. They're in the castle, but they can't get out. They're in the prison, but it's like bars because they've been offended, offended by a brother. I'm telling you, if it's ever been a time that we need to be wise as a serpent... And harmless as a dove. Amen. Carrying this gospel. Carrying this. If you believe in end time revival. If you believe in an old fashioned pouring out of God. It's going to happen because people. Amen. Are full of the Holy Ghost. And led by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Wanting to be what God wants us to be. Hallelujah. Walking in the measure and the power of His goodness and grace and mercy. As a soldiers of God. Amen. Making a stand that will glorify His name. I run into just a little, 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 little situation today. Let me put it that way. Hallelujah. And I know it was just a little offensive. But, but uh, the question was about uh, Jesus Christ. And that He couldn't sin. I said, well, he was tempted in all points like us. I said, and he could. I didn't tell them this. I didn't go that far. But he could have called 12 legions of angels down to fight his battle. But he didn't do it. He could have wiped them Roman soldiers. It would have been a slaughter. But he didn't do it. Different battle was going on. Different warfare. So as we watch this tonight, and and and, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang with my time. I got I'm gonna preach this on Wednesday nights until we get through with it. So so it's it's we have to be careful. We do not fight against flesh and blood, not God's soldiers. Remember that. Your enemy is not flesh and blood. Rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness, high places. It's not the individual. You can knock them out. You can shoot them full of holes. You can cut them to pieces. You put them in the ground, but the problem's still going to be with us. You're not going to kill that spirit. You're not going to kill the very source and the supplier that's causing the problems. But God's got a way. 
God's got a way. And if we'll let God do it his way. Proverbs 15, 1 and 8 back up. A soft answer turneth away wrath. But grievous words stir up anger. Stir it up. Does anybody ever just, you know, feel something coming on and you just start matching, mashing the right buttons? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Praise God. Knowing what you're saying and why you're saying and how you're saying, you know. I'm stirring this thing, buddy. I'm stroking it. <laughs> and there's one thing doing it out of fun and God knows the difference. Did you know some people get pleasure out of stirring something up and then sitting over to the sideline and watching them two duke it out? <laughs> In fact, there's one of them kind of folks here run over here. Did you know what so and so told me yesterday? And then the next day, you just wouldn't believe what? This same proverb talks about if you wouldn't put wood on the fire, the, the fire go out. I don't want to be a tail barrier. You'd be shocked at things I've heard that somebody said about somebody else. I didn't tell nobody. I just kept it to myself. You know why? Because first of all, I'm a pastor. And I understand Hurts and pains and sorrows. Disappointments. And sometimes it's got to. Sometimes you've got to have a relief. But a wise one would say, you know what? I'm not going to pass that on. i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray at God. You, you step in this situation. You start working this thing out. You start helping us. Because the individual is not the enemy. It's God's business, amen, to save that individual, to deliver that individual. Now, the enemy will slip up and, 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 and come, uh, if we're not careful and, and, and be wise, amen, he'll slip in and try to get us messed up. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge aright. He uses it right. Listen to what he's telling us. But the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. The wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Think about it. Wholesome tongue. It's kind of like Psalms 1 with the trees planted by the river. First Corinthians, Paul's writings here. I'm going just, just. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. Listen to him. But the spirit which is of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak not in words which man's wisdom teacheth. But which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Hmm. The Holy Ghost still in the teaching business. You know, you and I both would probably be shocked at times that sometimes we come to ask somebody to, to back something up and the Holy Ghost has already given us the answer, but we didn't like it. We really didn't like the answer. So we're going to look for somebody to help us out here. <laughs> Holy Ghost won't mislead you. I promise you. If you listen to the Holy Ghost, if you'll, you'll humble yourself to the Holy Ghost, I promise you. And, and, and more so in a battle. In a struggle. If you're in a struggle tonight, I don't care what it is and where it's at. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost has a voice to lead you. And to help you. But you and I have got to hear it. And then believe it. And we'll tell you something. 99 out of 100 it's not going to be the way we want it. It's not going to be the way we thought it was going to be. <laughs> Praise God. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. 
for they are foolishness unto him. And that's the reason when you run to somebody else, and especially if you run to somebody that's, well, you know. They're going to probably look at you and say, that's foolish. There ain't no sense in that. Go ahead. But you forgot you're a soldier. And watch this. As a soldier, buddy, you become the bullseye. You become the one. Sometimes you're the one that's singled out in the room. Because you're the one with the Holy Ghost. You, you're the carrier of the gospel. Of the good tidings of the good news. You're the answer for the dilemma and the circumstance and the situation. You, you're, the, you're the man. Or you, you could be the lady. In the struggle and the battle. You're the one that God's going to anoint and bless and help. Amen. To solve this issue and solve this problem. And so the enemy's going to attack you immediately. Because he wants chaos. And he wants trouble. And he wants blood. And he wants division. And he wants separation. He wants you mad at one another. He don't care what it's over. It can be the color of men of shoes. It don't matter to him. As long as there's fussing and fighting. Don't matter, amen, if the hills was this tall or that tall. <laughs> amen. He's just looking for something to get something stirred up. Cause conflict. Amen. Because the devil even realizes there's power in unity. There's power in coming together. There's power of, of compassion and long-suffering and, 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 and joining together. I'm not going to read the rest of that, but it talks about the mind and talks about how the Lord wouldn't, we didn't drink, but, but it finishes up with this. He said, but we have the mind of Christ. As a soldier of God, we got the mind of Christ, and that's what's so important. I would love to, we talk about 1 Peter 3, but I'm going to bypass that one. I want to slip down because my time's running away from me here, and I want to get to my point here tonight. There's a time in David's life, in 1 Samuel, the 26th chapter, uh, this follows a, the 25th chapter, which is one of them rabbits I'm going to go back to in a Wednesday night or two. Amen. But the 26th chapter picks up about David here and how that he's fleeing for his life. The Zephonites, amen, comes and stirs up Saul and tells him, Saul, amen, that, hey, David's in the wilderness. We can take him. Let's, let's go get him. And in fact, if you'll go back, 1 Samuel, I think the 13th chapter or... First uh, Samuel, I thought I had it wrote down. Anyway, amen. They, they stir him up because twice, First Samuel is 23 and 19. Twice, this same group is the ones that brings it to Saul's attention where David's at. Amen. And stir him up about going to attain him and, 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 and captive, you know, overcome him and defeat him. And so beginning of this chapter, you begin to read about that. And sure enough, Saul gets up with a man with about 3,000 of his chosen men and he heads out to the wilderness. Amen. They're going to take on David and take David. To, amen. And so David, amen, is out in this wilderness. And, but God reveals, God shows him that Saul's coming. And so God allows him, amen, to see where he's at. And, and so whenever David arrives, and he went and saw where that Saul and his men had pitched their tent and pitched their camp. Amen. David comes around. He comes and he asks a couple of the men, said, which one of you want to go down to Saul's camp with me tonight? And, and Abisha, amen, says, I want to go. So I'll go. I'll go with you down there to the enemy, to Saul's camp. And so sure enough, God let them, amen, make their way down to the enemy's camp. And, and the real key of this whole lesson is when you get down there and you get to the camp, amen, I mean, they walk up into the camp, buddy. I've told Talking about they got all the guards and they got Saul in the center. They got his spear, his sword at the head with his bottle of water. And David, a man up, I should comes walking up in the camp and they're talking. <laughs> talking about the situation. About what's going on. And watch, listen to this key verse right here. And I want to read it because I want to make sure I get it right. In 26 and... 19, I think. I'm looking and making sure. Sorry, 8. 
Bajah said unto David, God hath delivered thy enemy into thy hand this day. Now therefore let me smite him, I pray thee, with the spear even to the earth at once. I will not smite him the second time. Hey, God has delivered him into your hands. He's right here. If David, if you'll just let me, man, I'll take it. He won't take time, but I'll tell you one quick blow. I got him. We won't arouse nobody. We won't wake up nobody else. So it'll be a done deal. It'll be over with. Hey, won't be no more hiding. There won't be no more running. There won't be any more of this. Ideal situation. Surely God put it in his lap. That's what David could have said. He could have felt that way. Man, God just laid him right here. But David wouldn't let it happen, did he? David said unto Abisha, destroy him not. For who can stretch forth his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? I preach this many a times. If you really pray and turn it over to God and let God work it out, it'll keep your nose clean. He's a Lord of hosts or not. He can send angels. He can send a death angel. He's God, buddy. And when you really put it into His hands, not that you won't judge me, I'm telling you, but when you really put it into His hands, and you're His child, and you're fighting for His kingdom, and you're walking in His light, and you're walking in His truth, He'll bring you through every time. It won't be no if and 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 maybe's about it. They may be a lot of fiery darts, a lot of accusations, a lot of heartaches and disappointments. But if you'll just hang on and let God fight the battle, it's God's battle anyway. God's got a weaponry. God's got an artillery. God's got a way. Amen. And God hasn't changed His mind from the Old Testament to the New Testament. He's still not interested in us putting on our guns and our swords and put things in our own manner and handle it that way. All you'll do is kill a vessel. But you will not kill the enemy of your soul. Never, ever, 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 ever. The only way you're going to kill that thing is through obedience to God and to the Word of God. And then guess what? That enemy's going to go down. No other way. I tell you, too many, too many, too many Holy Ghost filled people fighting among themselves, beating one another but black and blue. And that's not God's will. It's not God's heartbeat. Watch it. Now watch what David says. <laughs> David said furthermore. And I'm going to close after this. As the Lord liveth, the Lord shall smite him. Or his day shall come to die. Or he shall descend into battle and perish. Are you hearing it? You see, David was a prophet. David really knew how to turn. Come on, you. Sometimes we forget. If, 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 if this, this is the same God that, that David told Saul. He said, he said, there was a lion that rose up. And took one of the little lambs. I took him by the beard. And I took that little lamb. And if you'll read it close enough, he wasn't going to kill the lion. He wasn't going to slay it. He was going to walk off and leave it alone. He didn't pick a fight. He let the fight pick him. But the Bible says the lion roared up, rose up against him. And when he done that, it's when he slew him. Now watch this. What do you think the chances? Has anybody caught a cat? Have have you just caught a cat, a wild cat? I'm talking about a cat. I'm talking about, man, got a hold of that dude. He's at least got five weapons. All four of these are going. He'll eat you up. And David makes it clear to to Saul, he says, and the Lord delivered me out of his paw. That's the reason Isaiah said the weapon formed against us shall not prosper. I don't care how big the weapons look. I don't care how many weapons they are. When you're walking with God as a soldier of God, you're going to win. But we got to do it God's 
way. We can't throw, can't throw tipper tandems. Sorry. <laughs> that didn't go over good, but you can't just, I'm not going to say that one. Fiddle check on that one. I better not. Somebody might take it. I don't. But you really got to say, you know what? God, I believe, I believe you're going to get me out of this. The Lord forbid that I should stretch forth my hand against the Lord's anointed. But I pray thee, take thou now the spear and the bolster and the cruise that was at his bosom. This was water. And so they took them. David departed, come a distance from them. And he cries out. Abner wakes him up and says, Hey, he even tells Abner, he said, you, he said lawfully, he said, You ought to be killed. You ought to be. Because you let the enemy come into your king's camp. He said, hey, where's the, where's the spear of the sword at? Where's, where's the cruise of water? And then Saul steps in. Is, is that your voice, David? Is that you? Yeah, it's me. <laughs> he says, wherefore does my Lord thus pursue after his servant? For what have I done? Saul, so why are you pursuing me? Why are you after me? Now watch this. Let's go back to Big Brother. Did you know that the attitude of Big Brother was he'd rather Goliath win than his own little brother David for Israel? Better think about that one. That's the reason Paul warns us about preacher's religion. There's only one God, and we're all his vessels. And it's God's will for all of us to win this battle together. And that's the reason our military will not turn on one another. They may pick at one another and through things of that nature. But when it becomes wartime, buddy, they're going to load up. And when they set out, they're going to fight for their brothers and sisters. Watch this. And I'm through. You can stand. But watch this with Nehemiah. When he come to building the walls and the city, the enemy is going to come in. He said, fight for your brothers and sisters. Your family. There's something about. That's one thing that made this nation so awesome. It's because we would set our differences down for the battle's sake. For the war's sake. Because I've got to have my brother and sister to win myself. I can't make it without you. And you can't make it without me. And that's not a heartbeat anyway. I want us all to make it. How about you? I want us all to go to heaven. I want us all to hear him say, well done, that good and faithful servant. I want everybody in this church to be blessed of God and mind used of God in whatever measure, whatever way. I don't hold nobody back. Being what God wants you to be. But that's God's business now. Amen. It's God's business. Love you tonight. We'll just stop there. We'll pick back up. I, I, I see I've got four or five pages, but hey, we're, we're going to work at it. With God's help, we're going to work at it. Uh, because I'm through, but can I say this? Can I just watch this? The mother that came, the John, John and James, and she requested of Jesus about putting them on each side. This is in the millennium. I'm pretty sure it's what they're talking about. Whenever the millennium, your kingdom come the fullness. We won't, we won't, I won't, James. That was her request. What happened the next couple of verses down? Son, the rest of them disciples got beside themselves, buddy. They got all up worked up about James and John, buddy. Just who do you think y'all are? That's right. In that position, huh? You know why? Because they was thinking on getting it. It's still there. So we got to be careful. We got to be careful. Here's the deal. I want to be kingdom minded. Watch this. 
I'm through, but watch this. If I'm going to get worked up in a fight and a battle about something, first of all, I want to make sure it's kingdom-minded. The second thing is, is, is probably just as important as being kingdom-minded, that it edifies the body. Y'all look at But I'm preaching the truth tonight. It's not about me. It's not about me winning the war. It's not about me about winning the battle. It's about winning it for the body. It's about edifying the body. Building up the body. Saving the body. Call the church. Huh. So. When I'm going to get all up and get all fighting. I better make sure I'm not fighting the church. The body. Because it's impossible to fight the church and the body. And edify it at the same time. That'd be like me, you know, giving Andrew a black eye and rubbing him on this side. It's going to be all right, man. Pop. All right, God. I love you, man. I can pick on him. Hallelujah. God's good to us, isn't he? God's good to us. You know what? God will work for us. God will work for us. If we'll just let him. God will work for us. He cares for us. Some Wednesday night, just going to be some slowing down, talking, teaching, whatever. Uh, but you know what? I'm praying when this is over with, that we can be the soldiers for Jesus Christ. This is a house of God and a place to come to hear His Word, to have an opportunity for eternal life. If you don't hear it here, then where are you going to get it? You know what? I'd make up my mind. I'm going to come and listen. I want to hear what's being said. You'd be shocked how many people in this house has not heard Hi for what's been said this night. And then I wonder what. Why am I getting beat up so bad? <laughs> got to listen. Got to listen. I ain't talking about me. I'm talking about the Word. The Holy Ghost. Love you tonight. God bless you. You're dismissed in fear of the Lord. Next week we'll have service Tuesday night. Next week it'll be Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll have service on Tuesday night. That's testimony night. That's thankful night. That gives you an opportunity to tell everybody what you've been thankful for this past year. Amen. Okay. So we love you. Appreciate you. Always have a good time. We've been doing that for what, 20 years now? 15 somewhere. And uh, it's, and you know, sometimes people think, well, that's going to be a short service. Well, I, I never know it would be a short service. I'll be honest with you. Thank God for it, Tom. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.